0: And we are back with another episode of Boots the Podcast, and with us today is Junior Annie Krankmeyer. Annie, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: It's gonna be an awesome episode. I'm excited. I'm excited. Very cool. Uh, so, you know, this is your junior year, your third year on the team. Uh, you primarily swim mid-distance freestyle and the IMs—the two on the four. You know, everyone's favorite event. <laughs> four IM. So okay, that's my kind of my first question for you is how did you know? What did you find out that you were really good at the 4I?m or like when did you? Was that high school or middle school when you developed that passion for that event?
1: Um, I think so. The first time I ever swam it, I actually got the zone cut, like the AAA, and so that was kind of like I'd never done it before. Obviously, I think I was like 12 when I did it the first time. I was in seventh grade, I think, Um, and. So I just kind of, my coach was like, hey, that was actually a lot better than we were expecting. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, I am definitely more of a, like you said, like a mid distance to distance person. So 4am makes more sense for the way that I swim than 200am because it's 200am is obviously more of a sprint. Um, But so I kind of, after that moment, it was, that was the first time that I ever really had an event that I was like, I'm actually like better than other people on my team. Um, And this is like kind of my niche of where I can fit in and where I can succeed and like um, make it to make it back to finals and events and stuff. Because I only started competitively swimming when I was 10 or 11. So at that point, I'd only been competitively swimming for like two years at the most, two to three years at the most. Um, So when I went to like zones and champs and stuff, I obviously never made it back to finals. So with that, it was kind of the confidence of whenever I got to swim that race, I was like, this is my race. And so then I would swim well. Um, And so I started training more. I, this coach, I mean, I have said multiple times when I like graduated from my club team and everything that without him, like there's a very good chance that I wouldn't still be swimming because he just made going to practice every day, really fun, and really pushed us as a group to become good friends. Like, those are still some of my best friends from home, or those people that I swam in that group with. Um, And so he forced me, there was one meet where he, I did the 200s of every stroke, I did the mile, and I did the 400 IM. And so he just constantly kept pushing me to do things that were completely out of my comfort zone, and kind of got me to realize that there is potential in events that I didn't necessarily think that I was good at and just kind of got me to see that if I work hard, I can accomplish a lot of those goals that I had never really considered before. Um, And just kind of the grind was what like really appealed to me for the 400 IM was that it's, you can kind of brag about, like, I just did that practice, or I just did that race, and that was really good, even though it was really hard. I feel really good about myself afterwards, so.
0: No, I mean, that's fair. It's cool. You found your event pretty early on, you know, in your career, you know, and just an age-wise too. So many people don't find out what their best event is until they're in college. Yeah. So finding it at age 12 was pretty... <laughs> that's very very cool uh so you are from st louis missouri uh so i'm just kind of curious how is the swim scene in the state of missouri
1: um honestly the there's a lot of different club teams and i actually started out At Rockwood Swim Club, which is where Nick Wamsley and Emily O'Connell are from, um, because I live in the Rockwood School District, so it's just a lot closer to my house. Um, So there's a lot of different club teams, which is nice because there's many different choices for you to kind of find the right coaching atmosphere and just atmosphere in general. Um, But honestly, Missouri is kind of a slow state. If you look at our high school state cut times, I mean, my junior and senior year, I am by no means like a good, like I'm, I'm not a sprinter, but I ended up getting the state cut in every single race my junior and senior year, which is, and I know that's different too, because for some people, you can only make it, like for some states, you can only make it to state at like one specific meet. But in Missouri, if you get the cut at all throughout the season, you can swim it at state. Um, So that was just my senior year. I was like, I just think it'd be kind of fun to see if I can make it in any of these races. Um, So compared to, because I know Illinois, like we're right next to them, but they are, if you compare our state cut times to their state cut times, it is like leaps and bounds ahead of us. Um, But I think it is fun because it allows, like for high school swimming, a bunch of my friends who never swim competitively were able to come to state with me. And it makes it fun. I mean, state ends up being just like competitive swimmers competing against each other from different high schools. But it is really cool because of that camaraderie. So I went to an all-girls school in St. Louis. So my team was made up of a bunch of different competitive swimmers from different teams. And so it's cool to have that camaraderie of my best friend on my high school team swam for a different club team. And so we're competitors at times, but then we're teammates at other times. So definitely, like, I think it—I think the high school scene at least prepared me for college swimming and that team atmosphere because that's what I loved the most about high school was that it is a team and you're swimming for your team and your team gets behind you and it's all about the points and trying to win meets and stuff. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely swimming's a pretty big sport in Missouri in general and St. Louis specifically. Like I said, there's a bunch of different club teams. So it was definitely easy to like find competitions and have people to actually race against, which is good.
0: That is good. And that's cool that you know your best friend from high school, you guys are high school teammates, but then like you said, you know, at sectionals and meets like that, Mm -hmm. you're competitors. So that that mix there for sure. Mm -hmm. So You, last year, were on the all-academic MAC team. So, obviously, for you, you know, you excel in the water, but you also excel in the classroom. How have you found that balance to be a student-athlete here in Miami?
1: Um... Honestly, freshman year was a little rough, that transition. And also, as you know, I didn't, I switched my major after freshman year, so I wasn't really enjoying the classes that I was in, which I think made the balance a little bit more difficult just because I wasn't liking what I was studying. Um, but I do think high school prepared me well for that balance, just with swimming and with high school, like already being a student athlete in that sense. Um And obviously, college is a lot better where you're not at school for seven hours a day. You have time during the day to get work done. And I am definitely a person who thrives off of a schedule. So I think being a student athlete actually pushes me to be better in the classroom, too, because I have time blocked out in my day that I can't do homework. So I have to be focused when it's time to be focused. Versus if I had all the free time in the world, I know just with how I am, I would Probably procrastinate and actually do worse in my classes. But like I said, now that I've changed my major, I really, really enjoy my classes. And I think that helps a lot. Like college is different in that sense where you get to pick what you're studying and you get to enjoy what you're studying instead of taking a bunch of classes that you don't love and don't pertain to like your passions and what you want to pursue in the future. Um, so I like I said, I think the balance is tricky and for everybody it's different, but I'm a big calendar schedule. Like every week I sit down and I'm like, okay, I have this do this day and I have this do this day. So I have to work on this and I, I have to do that so that I can kind of keep myself accountable. But I think one of the things that I loved about Miami when I was looking here is all of the resources and all of the administrators that we have as freshmen to kind of help us figure out that balance and find what's best for us so that we can be successful students first and athletes as well.
0: I mean, you're right about those resources, you know, we have a lot of great ones here and yeah, with you switching your major. So, you know, talking about that too, I imagine that process, might, might have been relatively smooth since it was your freshman year as opposed to switching later on. So talk about that transition a little bit.
1: Yeah. So both of my parents are in the medical, my dad's a doctor and my mom was a nurse before having kids. Um, and so I kind of, I came to Miami as a biology major because I just kind of assumed that since that's what both of my parents did, that that was the path that I would take. Right. Um, and like I said, I just, obviously the classes are difficult and they are kind of those weed out classes to get people who aren't supposed to be on that path to realize that they're not supposed to be on that path. So I guess it worked for me in that sense (laughs) where I took those classes and I was like, yeah, this is just absolutely not for me. Um, So now I'm a social justice major and I I took a lot of, like I said, I went to a Catholic high school, so I took a lot of social justice courses, and that was just something that was a part of my curriculum in high school, and I've gone on mission trips and, um, like, out of the country, in the country, that's just my, my faith and like, that part of my, is a big part of my life, so that's just something that I've, my parents have always pushed me to be involved in, and I've just enjoyed doing, so when I found out there was a social justice major, I was like, that's really interesting. And there's so much that I can potentially do with a major like that. And looking at the classes, I kind of is kind of what sold me because I had a lot of freedom of what I can study in social justice. And like I said, what I can do with that down the line. Um, And so I'm studying for the LSAT now planning on going to law school. So that's like the path that I'm taking. But I just realized that I want to be in a profession where I'm working with people and for people and like having daily encounters with people, um, which obviously you can have that in the medical profession, but I'm definitely more of like, a. am not more of a, I'm not a sciencey math person. I'm more of a like reading and technical and all of that kind of stuff. So that this just fits my personality and much better, I think, and I, once I switched, I mean, my grades went up, which was a plus because I like my classes so much more, and I just, I don't mind doing the work because I truly enjoy learning it, um, but kind of to your question, I think the transition was smooth. I had, we had Cassidy and Bree because Bree was here my freshman year, and then Cassidy kind of transitioned to helping me, f- like, smooth out all of the wrinkles of actually changing my major and getting my thematic sequence put in and everything, um, but they definitely know what they're doing, and they made sure that I knew, like, all of the options available to me. Bree was very good of, you know, because I, I had originally thought, like, maybe so sociology instead of social justice, so she kind of showed me a lot of, she was the one that introduced me to the social justice major because, she wanted to make sure that I knew all of my options and then was very good at helping me actually get it changed and figuring out, you know, planning my schedule because obviously it was going to be totally different than what I'd done my freshman year. Um, So, yeah, I was lucky that I didn't waste too much time studying something that wasn't gonna, I'll still be able to graduate on time, which is good. (laughs) So,
0: no, well, I mean, I'm, I'm happy and everyone's happy, including yourself, obviously, that you found a major that fits your needs and, you know, after law school and all that, um, that's awesome. You know, we've definitely talked about that, you know, before and after practice before multiple times. Um, so with law school, is there a concentration you're looking to focus on or like, is there a social justice concentration? I'm just not familiar with that whole process.
1: Yeah. Um, so actually this past summer. And as like up until now, I've been interning with an immigration firm in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so I did that all throughout the summer, but I was just remote, um, since I was an intern. And so we, and we didn't finish the project that I was working on. So I'm actually still, I've been able to work on it while, um, being at school too, which is nice. Um, and so I'm thinking something along the lines, immigration is, a big social justice issue in the United States and just in the world in general with everything that's going on. And it's something that's spoken to me, especially with like people trying to seek asylum in the United States. And one of the classes that I took my sophomore year just kind of exposed like how long the process is, how expensive the process is, like how difficult it is. So I wanted to kind of get some experience of what being an attorney in immigration would be like. So that's definitely on the table. And then I've also really considered just being a public defender because I think there, I mean, there's obviously a need for public defenders and I could see a very large variety of cases and help a lot of people in that way. Um, And I know that down the line, like I wanna be a mother. So trying to find like something that I could balance having a family and doing this job is obviously crucial. Um, But those are really the only two that I've considered, and I kind of like you, like I still, there's still a lot for me to learn about how I can use my social justice background in law, and I'm hoping that that's something that I can kind of explore as I'm in law school, because I know you start out kind of just as a general, and then you get to pick like the more specific path that you want to take, so kind of putting that on the side for now, just trying to learn more. And with my internship, I've actually learned so much about immigration law and it has become more appealing. So that's definitely, I think a front runner, just because I've been able to experience what this firm just in, in St. Louis too, like in the smack dab middle of the country, just sort of think about going somewhere too where there is a higher population of immigrants And the work that I could potentially do is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds fulfilling for you and, you know, very exciting, as you alluded to, especially right now with everything going on. Yeah. That's uh, a pretty exciting field Mm -hmm. to go into. So, has preparing for the LSAT on top of your schoolwork, on top of SWIM, has that, like, made your schedule even more tight than normal? Or do you still have time to kind of kick your feet up and watch Netflix every now and again?
1: (laughs) I try to make sure I have time. I think I would go crazy if I didn't. (laughs) Um, But I didn't really start studying. I'm planning on taking the LSAT in either May or June. They haven't released those dates yet. So I don't know which one they'll have or if they'll have both. Um, So I didn't start studying until fall semester ended and finals were over. Um, So I haven't had, I've been trying to do a ton in J term because I'm not taking a class right now. So just try to get, a ton of studying done so that once the school year does start up, I can just do a little bit here and there just to kind of keep up on my skills and keep practicing, but not feel the pressure of like, I have to sit down for four hours on the weekend when this is my only free time because I haven't studied. So um, trying to kind of get ahead of it so that it doesn't become too stressful um, because I am taking... 17 credit hours and swimming. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully just have some flashcards and, you know, I'll just go through it when I'm making dinner or something, just to kind of keep up with it. And I'm lucky that I'm starting so early, I think. Um, and the fact that I'm not taking it till May, I have a lot of time to get all of the studying and all of the practice that I need in before so that I can feel confident going into the test.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like your game plan and all that stuff. I like. I mean, obviously, the LSAT hasn't been, you know, they haven't been releasing dates yet for obvious reasons right now. But hopefully, by by May or June, you can get that test knocked out and, you know, kind of have your senior year to enjoy being in Oxford, which would be great. Uh, Then, you know, going back to uh, life in the water, you said earlier you didn't start swimming until you were 10, which is, you know, traditionally a lot later than most – people do so what got you into the sport at that age
1: um so I always did summer league when I was younger I just never competitively swam Mm -hmm. um because both of my parents they grew up knowing how to swim my mom did summer league until she was in high school so it was just something that they grew up doing and they Mm -hmm. wanted me and all my siblings to experience that as well because it's just something to get you out of the morning get you out of the door in the morning in the summer and it's a fun sport. You get to make a lot of friends. Um, and But both of my parents actually played soccer in college. My mom's dad played soccer in college. My parents both had siblings that played soccer in college. So soccer was kind of like the family sport. So I played soccer until high school. And I kind of, that's I think that's why I was so late to competitively swim because I played soccer, volleyball, I did a little bit of lacrosse, but I always really loved soccer. And obviously that was my parents' baby too. Like that's what they loved. So they wanted me to do it as well. Um, but I deep down knew that like, cause I was a defender and I just wasn't aggressive enough to like be super good at the sport. <laughs> um, so, and, but I just always loved summer league and really look forward to that other Unlike my siblings who would be like, "Do we really have to go to practice today?" I'd be like, "All right, I'm up. I'm ready. Let's go." <laughs> and I would love the meets and all that had to do with it. Um, and kind of like I talked to you about um, that one coach, I just kind of joined um, competitive swimming on a whim because, you know, I. Um, I have arthritis so it was also soccer was hard with that um, on my joints and so I was like my parents were like swimming is a good sport like it should be it's good for your body good to get you moving because of that Um, so I just kind of joined it on a whim and I actually asked my parents they yeah I was like can I get more into swimming I really like it Um, so I just started with like a high school like a low level, obviously, mm-hmm. and just kind of kept moving up, kept enjoying it more switched teams. And then that's when I had that coach that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was also, I just realized that I was just naturally better at swimming than any of the other sports that I played. So I enjoyed it more because I was doing better. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's it. It wasn't, it was definitely a late choice, but once I chose to do competitive swimming, I was pretty locked in of, like, this is where I'm supposed to be, and, like, I could see a future beyond high school uh, in swimming, so.
0: That's that's fair, and obviously, we're, you know, we're happy you did Here we are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, your junior year, you probably one day got a bunch of emails and text messages and phone calls from college coaches all over the country. Uh, What made Miami stick out to you in your recruiting process?
1: Um, So I knew I wanted to stay in the Midwest. So that was a big – drawing point for Miami. Obviously, I wanted to go away from St. Louis, but not too far where my family couldn't come and visit or I couldn't go home if I absolutely needed to. Um, But I definitely wanted to be far enough away that my parents didn't come all of the time and I didn't feel like I was always going home or too close to home. Mm -hmm. And then when I came on campus, it was a lot different from other schools that I visited. I liked how it's in a smaller town and it's You know you're on campus when you're on campus and the size was perfect. Um, It was a little I knew I didn't want to go much bigger like this was one of the bigger schools that I looked at size like student population size wise and I was because my high school obviously was not very big. I went to an all-girls school so there was only 140 people in my grade so size was kind of daunting to me with some other schools that I had looked at. But coming, stepping foot on campus, I mean, you get to realize it's really not that big and you know you're on campus when you're on campus. I love the, how all the buildings look the same and then getting to come on my recruiting trip. I absolutely loved the team atmosphere. Staying in the dorms was really fun Um, and we all kind of, I just loved how, because I was one of the first recruiting trips, but already the girls in the grade above me were so close and like i could tell that they genuinely enjoyed hanging out with one another and enjoyed spending time like with the team and then getting to go to practice and like watching a test set on saturday morning was really fun because everybody gets behind one another and they're all cheering even though they're they did 850s so i got to see that and i was like this this is really fun like that's really exciting that wasn't really something that my club team did Um, like we would do test sets sometimes, but I liked how it was like every Saturday that you could look forward to that. Um, and I also obviously loved the coaching staff and just the atmosphere of the team and the coaches. And, um, one of the things that I loved the most was the balance of academics and athletics. And I liked that this, that Miami is a liberal arts so that I could have exposure to other, um, like other areas of study that unlike some other schools that I looked at, it's more like, okay, this is what you're studying and that's it. I liked the whole kind of the, the idea of a thematic sequence and having a minor and stuff like that to kind of force me to go outside of my comfort zone and pick other things that I could learn about. Um, but I think what really like solidified my choice was the team atmosphere and what on my recruiting trip the first day like we went on a house tour and each house made a different dessert and we got to try and then we voted at the end and I just thought that that was like, it was just totally different from what other schools had done and I liked that they the team really put some thought and energy obviously into doing that for us and it just made me feel like okay this is a place that like genuinely they genuinely care about one another they genuinely enjoy spending time with one another. And that's what I was looking for. That team camaraderie, that team atmosphere, that support was what I wanted. So.
0: Well, I'm glad you kind of found everything that you wanted, you know, here at Miami. I mean, we're obviously happy to have you for you know your stuff inside and outside of the water, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, inside of water, you have quite the training group, you know, yeah. the past two years you get to train with, you know, with Hannah Fox and, know and Chuni and Chuni still here obviously and you know now you add Camila and Nicole Mm -hmm. you know 400 IM you know powerhouse group that we have and Alyssa um so talk about like training with that group on a day-to-day basis like how has that been for you as you know just an athlete but then just you know as a friend and a teammate Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah being in IM group is definitely grueling but I am really lucky um that I get to train with the people, like with this group of people. And I've had, like you mentioned, I've had a lot of good role models in the group, like CJ and Hannah and even James. (laughs) Um, uh, But people like, I really looked up to Hannah and CJ as a freshman. And it was cool that they were so welcoming and were like okay yeah come train in our lane we're gonna support you you know CJ was one of my biggest supporters after tough practices she would always try to hype me up and tell me how good I was doing which was really needed as a freshman because I was like it was very unlike any kind of training I'd ever done before but to see them like on their third and fourth year of this kind of training was really motivational and So, like, kind of talking about Camila and Nicole, it's their first year in this group, so I hope that, like, I can be that for them. You know, they can see, like, okay, she's stuck it out for almost three years now. Like, we can do it. (laughs) It's going to be okay, Um, along with all the other freshmen in the group. But, like I said, that everyone in 400 Am is so supportive of one another, and we have just a bond because of all of the difficult, like, monumental sets that we do, you know, the traditional, like every year we got to do these same certain sets that we all dread, but we all help each other get through it. And when we do get through it, we feel so much better about ourselves. Um, And I think it is, it's like, it's unlike any other group that I've been able to train in. And yeah, I mean, just, I have become so much, such good friends with the people in the group that I train with, because we go through unspeakable horrors together. (laughs) And like, that's just something that bonds you for life. And it's cool too, because we have like a group me um, with like people that have graduated and even just the support from them, like these people that I've never met in my life, but who went through the exact same thing that I'm going through now that always, they always text when Miami invite comes around and when max come around that like hey today is 4am day you guys are going to kill it like we're cheering you on and you know that they're watching through meet mobile and watching the results like supporting us and so that's super cool too to have that like legacy of I was in 4am group I made it through now I'm going to cheer you on and just kind of passing that tradition on which like I said it's unlike anything that I've ever been a part of so that's pretty cool
0: no, I didn't so it's really really cool. I didn't realize that that group chat also included Alum. So that's uh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's very very cool. Yeah. As far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Is there a favorite part outside of finishing uh, the 24s that you that you enjoy?
1: I mean, I like the ones with fins that are freestyle in between. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah, fair I part. mean, it is cool that we like keep track of our times and I can see you know, like from freshman year to sophomore year, to, obviously we haven't done it this year yet, but see that progression and it is cool. Like it's a day everybody knows that we're about to go through it. So everybody's there to support us. Um, but I mean, finishing it is awesome because, you know, like, OK, I just did that eight grand plus practice
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I did it with all of these people. We usually have music playing which is nice to kind of help us be in a good mindset and get through it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so going like reflecting on your first two years of a team, what have been some highlights for you, uh, you know, inside and outside the water?
1: Um, yeah, kind of what I was talking about earlier, like figuring out one of the biggest highlights for me was figuring out my major and now getting, getting academic or academic all Mac last year was obviously a big accomplishment that I'm proud of. Um, and I think I'm, I'm proud of myself for, you know, the training that we've done each year, like training trip, making it through that is an accomplishment in itself. And you always know, okay, I'm one one step closer (laughs) to um, like the end of the season, getting that done is like a good, you know, progress checking point kind of. Um, Yeah, I think in the water, last year was a bit of a difficult year for me, like swimming wise, Um, end of the season didn't really go as planned, but it is what it is. I think invite is always one of my favorite meets of the year. And I don't know what it is. It, I think being at home, obviously, I'm just more comfortable because we're in our home pool. Mm-hmm. We get to suit up. There's not as much pressure as the end of the season, I think, which I think is helpful for me, like mentally. Um, because it's just more fun. I'm at home. I get to sleep in my own bed. I get to, you know, be in my own house and my own apartment. And... um that It's always a fun meet. I, I know what I'm going to swim. I know how I'm supposed to swim it. All of that. Um, and then I wrote down some of my like, favorite memories from being on the team. And mm-hmm. one was definitely um, my freshman year getting to watch the guys at Max here at Miami. And one of the days I actually got to go down on deck and be the Instagram live video video person, which was really fun. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I like we weren't allowed on deck otherwise. So I, was, I thought it was pretty cool, like me as a freshman videoing everybody mm-hmm. um, and then just getting to watch them swim and dive like lights out in order to win. And it, I, it was a close win. So that was a ton of fun, you know, being here. I Skip, skipped one of my night classes to come watch like me, Gracie and Alex all skipped to come watch. <laughs> um, and then I think another one was also my freshman year um, training trip. I was rooming with Sydney, Hannah Fox, Hannah Wessel and Sarah Walansky and it was Sarah's senior year, her last training trip ever. So her parents ordered a bunch of pints of ice cream and hot fudge and toppings and had it all sent to our, our um, hotel room. And we all just had, we had a feast to celebrate. And I think, (laughs) so that was a lot of fun. Like that's kind of another thing that I love about Miami is that the parents are so supportive too. And they Mm -hmm. all rally and get behind us. Like they, we weren't just celebrating Sarah. We were celebrating that we all made it through the week. Um, And it's, I mean Sarah still like reaches out to me to you know support me and cheer me on before Miami and before the end of the season and so it's just stuff like that that definitely brings us a lot closer and that's something that I mean I was a freshman and I was like this is awesome like I can do this every year this is so fun (laughs) um so that's something that I'll definitely remember for a long time that I'm very grateful for
0: yeah I mean hard to argue against an ice cream party that's uh... a that's pretty legit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, for this year, we're, we're one third of the way through already. um, But what are some of the goals that you are looking to accomplish, you know, once again, inside the water and outside the water?
1: Yeah. um, Since this year is a little weird, I, as of now, and we don't really know, like, when we're going to race, who we're racing against, like a ton of stuff is just up in the air right now. Mm -hmm. I've just been focusing more on smaller goals with like technique and stuff. And, you know, working on my turns, my breakouts, my kicks off the wall, my stroke technique, just in general, and working on, especially since we were out of the pool for so long, too, there was a lot of things with my strokes that I needed to clean up when we got back to training here Um, so that's what I've been focusing on more because I think once that becomes more of a habit my races are just going to be better in general I've been working on like my underwaters a lot because in my longer races like those can be very beneficial Mm -hmm. even in my shorter races too like not breathing off the wall could help me much that and like in the long run a Mm -hmm. lot Um, and even just my reaction time I'm not Like I've said, I'm not a sprinter, so my reaction time is very slow, and it is something that I've needed to work on, and um, so getting to just focus on the smaller things, and it gives me something to think about during practice, which is nice, and um, like I've talked with Coach Holly in my goal meeting and stuff, it's something that I've shared with her, so she can kind of encourage me on which being in the pods is nice because that is something we are in smaller groups so that is something that she can actually watch and she can actually coach me on because she has like the time and the um, ability to watch me that closely which is really nice um, and yeah so I've, I've been setting like goal times for dual meets and stuff but um, yeah just after last year didn't go as planned definitely wanting to work on the little things so that the end of the year can be better and I can be happy with how that meet goes.
0: That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. You know, we're focusing on the small things to achieve uh, bigger goals mm-hmm. this year. So that's really cool. And you yeah. know, we're always in the battle for the, you know, for the championship here in the MAC. Um, and this year, it's kind of, it's later than normal, yeah. obviously, because of the pandemic. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's, you know, three and a half months away, and I'll be here before we know it.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> that's true. Um, so now, you know, people's paper, favorite part of the podcast, mine included, I um, our questions. Uh, are you ready?
1: Yeah, thanks, think so. All right.
0: Favorite part of the 4AM ladder set?
1: I think my favorite... Hmm. Probably, I mean, I like the backstroke part. Mm -hmm. That's probably, um, I like that fly is the shortest of all of the strokes because fly is my least favorite, my worst stroke. Um, But yeah, we do a good job of having good intervals that are achievable during that set. So it's a beater to get through, but everybody can get through it and like be better because of it. So I do like that. And now being a junior, I know what to expect, which is good for me, Um, like mentally going into it. I know how it's going to be. And then it's always fun when we're going down and we get fins. That's always fun. (laughs) Going down is definitely better because, you know, like I've gotten through, I can, I'm halfway done. Going down is just better mindset mentally because, you know, you're almost
0: finished. That's a fair point. Mm -hmm. Fair point. Uh, what is your favorite part of Union Station in St. Louis?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Ferris Wheel is a lot of fun. They have a good um, mini golf course, which is fun, too. And then they have really good restaurants, I think. There's one that's um, it's really good. It's called the Soda Fountain, I think. And it's like root beer floats, ice cream sundaes. Um, they have, like, french fries and burgers and chicken, mm-hmm. like, not great food, but it's a lot of fun. They're they're um, they have like shakes and root beer floats and stuff, and they're so extravagant and they're huge and their sundays are huge too. Um, so it's kind of you have to go there at least once and have the experience.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, would you say the Soda Factory is your favorite restaurant in St. Louis, or do you have another?
1: I think my favorite restaurant in St. Louis is probably, hmm, probably Mulligan's. It's a, um, it's a bar near, like, a bar food restaurant near my house, and they have, hands down, the best ranch that I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I don't know how they make it, or where, like, I, but it is, their salads are to die for, their wings are so good because of this ranch, <laughs> and I just, it's a classic when I go home. But also um, St. Louis Bright Co. is, I mean, that's a classic as well.
0: I mean, the, those both sound, all of it actually sounds uh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so then where is your go-to restaurant in town?
1: Um, I really like number five, which is mm-hmm. Chinese. And then Ceriso's is really good too. That new um, Italian restaurant, Uptown, it's like right across from Graders. Mm -hmm. and then um, Gaslight's just always uh, I would say Gaslight's my go-to just because they have such a big variety I can usually find whatever I'm in the mood for
0: okay yeah Yeah. Gaslight definitely does have that uh, variety I like number five as well yes
1: yeah
0: cool Um, what is your like go-to hype up song
1: ooh that's a good one um I'm not a big, like, rap person, um, so one of my favorite songs of all time is Reflections by Mr. Wives, because it just, like, it's just a good, upbeat song, and so I like listening to that one just because it's one that I've, um, like, it's been one of my favorites for so long, but I also like this (laughs) I like the song from the greatest showman, the great, like the greatest show. That's Mm -hmm. just a cool one. Like the way it starts out. And um, it was one that me and my best friends from high school, like on my swim team, we went and saw that movie before state my senior year. So we like played that sound. We played that song at state when we won our relay. So I just have like good memories associated with that too. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a great reason to love that song yeah (laughs) that's that's really cool Uh, Saturday morning you alluded to it already uh but which you prefer uh six ones or eight fifties I
1: like eight fifties
0: okay
1: -hmm. yeah no matter how many times we do it I like eight fifties because (laughs) um I can do freestyle and I am first and then six ones I don't have like one specific stroke. So I usually do them all freestyle. Um but I I like A50s and how you just kind of boom 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 like go through it instead of six ones where you do one, warm down, do another one, warm down. Um I like the quick through it and then especially when I get to do I am that's probably my favorite.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then my last question is uh who you know re- To single artist or group, if you could see them in concert, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Ooh. Artist or group?
0: Yep. Hmm.
1: I would love to see Imagine Dragons. I just think, like, they have a lot of good songs, and I just think, like, the energy would be a lot of fun. Um... Who else? I would also love to see, like, some of the country classics. Like, I've never seen, like, Keith Urban or Jason, like, any of those people, and one mm-hmm. of my, I've seen them already, but um, what is, what are the, Zach Brown Band This is one of my favorites, and, like, I just, I love country music. I love going to concerts in general. That's something that like, my dad, he's a big music guy, but he he has very interesting taste, so I don't like going to all of his concerts with him, mm. um, but he, like, he's the one that took us to, like, One Direction when I was younger and stuff. Like, he took me and my four sister, my three sisters, um, which was a sight to see, but he's, like, instilled that love of live music and going to concerts, um, and so he's one of my favorite people to go to concerts with, um, and he he loves Chris Stapleton. That would be, that would be a really good one. Um, and like you said, chance would be really cool to go see. Mm-hmm. That one would be awesome. I take my sister Libby with me for that one. Cause she and I both love him. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, That's I mean, a I,
1: question, though.
0: I it is, you, it yeah. is hard to pick one for sure. Uh-huh. Definitely yeah. Hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Annie, well, thank you for, uh, for joining us today. And yeah. stuff has been a pleasure uh, chatting with you and,
1: Yes, you too.
0: Birthday week to you.
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. <laughs> you
0: got it. You got it. Well, like I said, we will we will see you soon.
1: Yes. Thank you again.